Some of you might have heard me use this example before, but in the days long ago before the internet, uh, people used to stop by your house and try and sell you sets of encyclopedias. And so you'd have this whole set of books, you know, usually one for each letter of the alphabet, sitting in your basement collecting dust. Um, every once in a while you might pull it out and look at something and reference something. In some ways, we, uh, that's a great analogy for what the church calls the deposit of faith. Now, Jesus himself never wrote anything down. Uh, we don't have any um, words that Jesus wrote directly. But we know that Jesus is God, that he is the second person of the Trinity, that he is truth. And as the church, we believe that that fullness of truth was passed on to the apostles. And so all of the New Testament writings are either something that the apostles themselves wrote or one of their disciples wrote. And so at most any of the scriptures that we have in the Bible are two uh, people removed uh, from Jesus. So either one of the apostles or one of the people attached to the apostles. Now as Catholic Christians, we believe that the scriptures are closed, that the canon is set. Meaning that uh, no further uh, scriptures can be added to the Bible. That the inspired word of God, the Bible, has uh, all been written down. There are some other religions, I believe Judaism even, that theoretically their canon is open, that they believe maybe sacred scripture could be added to. But as Catholic Christians, we believe that the Bible is closed, that the canon is closed. And again, all the words that we have about Jesus Christ is in some ways secondhand. But we believe that God had, was directly involved in the writing of the scriptures. And so if we are to keep the word of uh, Jesus, then we have to listen to the scriptures we have to listen to the church. Because that deposit of faith was not given to certain people just to be kept a secret until a further time when it can be written down. Now we know that the written scriptures, the New Testament came from a living church. A church that held on to the deposit of faith and lived the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus who is truth. Now, we know that, um, that we, the Christian people, are built on the faith of the Jews. We see that even in the second reading. We see how uh, this holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. The church has always understood that to be an image of the church. That the new Jerusalem is the church. And it says that at the twelve gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. And then the twelve courses of stones as its foundation was inscribed with the twelve names of the apostles. And so you have the foundation with the names of the apostles and you have the gates with the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. 
And so we know that Jesus himself was a Jew, that our faith is built on the truth that was revealed to the Jews. That they, in some ways, were the forerunners of a faith in God. And that's why the church from the very beginning kept the Old Testament. And they allowed the Old Testament and the writings that were happening to inspire the church in the direction that it went. But as we see in the first reading, this question that came up, like, did people have to be circumcised in order to be saved, to be a Christian? And so what they do, did they, you know, start of the, the church of the uncircumcised or church of the circumcised? And that seems kind of an odd requirement. But anyways, um, but no, they did. They went back and asked, what do the apostles say? How do the apostles who have received and spent time with Jesus, how do they, uh, what is the Holy Spirit saying to them? And so they asked the apostles in Jerusalem. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, decided that they did not have to be circumcised. And so thus the unity of the church was kept. Again, we believe that the church has been given the promise by Jesus Christ to hold on to the truth. To have the fullness of truth to protect the deposit of faith. That just as you know you have the set of encyclopedias in your basement, just because you own the set of encyclopedias didn't mean that you knew every word in the encyclopedias. I mean that's why you have them. So you can uh, if you had a question, you could go down and refer to them. In the same way as the deposit of faith works the same way. That we have that deposit of faith, that tradition in here in the church, the Catholic Church. And maybe when new issues come up, we can refer to that deposit of faith. As Catholic Christians, we don't believe that there will be any further revelation. But we can better understand the deposit of faith more each day. You know, in vitro fertilization is something relatively new. And so the church has said that, that the virtual fertilization is immoral. I mean, we believe that every human life, even human life uh, created uh, or coming, that comes about through in virtual fertilization is a child of God, um, is a human being. But because of the things that are involved in IVF, you know, masturbation, uh, often more than one embryo is created and they're kept in a cryogenic state. And if more uh, than one child becomes viable, there's often abortion that's involved. And I mean, obviously this didn't exist in the time of the apostles. And yet because of that deposit of faith, that truth of Jesus Christ that exists in the church, we know that it is immoral. So we get to trust the truth that God gives the church. That is protected by the Holy Spirit. And this is what Jesus is talking about in the Gospel. We, it's good to remember that these words are spoken at the Last Supper. Right before all these awful things are about to happen. And Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my word. 
So we need to spend time in scripture. We need to hear the word. We need to hear the truth of Jesus Christ found in the Catholic Church. He says, I will send the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will teach you everything. Remind you of what I have told you. So if we want to know what Jesus teaches, if we want to know what he wants to remind us of, then we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that other places Jesus promises will protect the church. That in the matters of faith and morals of the church will never teach error. In a world where a lot of things uh, seem to be going wrong, it's hard to have peace. Jesus says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. So what is the kind of peace that the world wants to give us? The world wants to give us peace that avoids trouble and refuses to face unpleasant things. And, uh, my experience is similar to yours. You often find this often actually leads to more um, unrest or, or more uh, or less peace. That we refuse to face unpleasant things head on, they often uh, come back to bite us later. But Jesus wants to offer us not peace from hardship, but peace that can exist in the midst of hardship. Jesus offers us peace that will conquer our fears and anxieties. Jesus wants to give us peace that the world does not know about, that the world cannot take away. And so as we celebrate this week, we celebrate the truth that is given to us by Jesus Christ. It is this truth of Jesus Christ's deposit of faith that allows us to see reality even more clearly. As I've said before, it's not like the Muslim goes to Muslim heaven and the Buddhist goes to Buddha heaven. No, when people die, they all become Catholic because it is the reality that there is heaven, hell, and purgatory. And so our faith, our deposit of faith, the truth of Jesus Christ, allows us to see reality as it truly is. Our faith does not uh, detract us from understanding reality, but rather helps us to understand reality even better. And it is because of this ability to see reality as it is, that we can have peace, that we do not have to fear things, because we know that Jesus Christ is the truth. We know that Jesus conquers all things in the end. And so as we go through this week, whatever troubles you may face, place your uh, truth in Jesus Christ. Trust the truth of the church. Trust the truth of Jesus Christ. And accept from Him the peace that He wants to give you. Again, not the peace uh, that uh, protects us from unpleasant things, but rather peace that helps us to have peace in the midst of troubled times. The truth will truly set us free. Jesus is the truth. Look to Jesus and you will have peace.